0: This podcast is brought to you by absolutely no one.
1: The bored and the beautiful podcast with Dave Vella. Who the hell is Dave Vella? <laughs>
0: In this episode of The Bald and The Beautiful, I sat down with a young man who is at the top of his game, a professional boxer unbeaten in 13 fights, with 10 of those wins coming by way of knockout. He's a walking canvas with tattoos covering a good percentage of his body, including all over his head and down his neck. He's flamboyant, choosing to enter the ring, dancing through the crowd, donning a, a large pink feather boa, long pink socks. He's got the pink gloves, pink on his shorts, and sometimes even the pink mullet. And this kid has a big smile and a great energy to him too. He loves what he does, and it definitely shows, and it has its rewards. The Queensland title, the Aussie title, three international titles to his name, and there's more to come, no doubt. I've had the privilege of sitting ringside and watching this guy do his magic. It is beautiful to see, but... What's even more beautiful to me is the strong relationship between him and his coach, who who happens to be his dad, and how at one stage his dad banished him to Thailand for a year to train to shake him from some of the bad choices he was making while living on the Gold Coast. He also tells me how he got his fight name, the Flamingo, which led to his new favorite color. My guest today is the beautifully talented boxer, Jacob the Flamingo NG. So I'm the bald and you'd be oh, the beautiful. The beautiful. So all of my guests are the beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. First
1: time we call beautiful for a while. I think.
0: <laughs> Jacob ng, as we just mentioned then, <coughs> last name ng. I pronounce I pronounce it ng. I've mm. heard other people pronounce it ning. Yeah, but in fact, it's actually. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's actually. Mm. Mm. Yeah, tongue it's to mm. the top of the roof of your mouth, um, and then just say the n word.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I, I've introduced you several times as a fighter. Yeah, and I couldn't think of anything worse than going, Jacob the flamingo. Mm. <laughs>
1: There yeah. wouldn't it, be that same... Yeah, well, no, not the same facts at all, yeah. Everyone, all through Prime School, all through High School, has been known as NG. When they announce my name on the parade, anything, it's always Jacob NG. And
0: does it doesn't piss your dad off?
1: It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, because it's his name. It's his name What stags, nationality uh, is that? Malaysian. Malaysia. Chinese Malay. So okay. his dad was born, in China. He was born in China and then grew up in Malaysia. And dad was born in Malaysia. Yeah. Come over here when he was five. Been but, ever since. but
0: even he got introduced in the ring as Steve NG, didn't yep. he? Yeah,
1: always, always.
0: And did that piss him off about that as well?
1: i uh, probably not back then, but yeah, now, now I think he might you know, like, yeah, likes being called mm, like saying it properly.
0: Mm. Yeah, not mm mm. mm mm. Yeah, you gotta say mm. with an N, not mm. an m, like <laughs> nice, like nice. Yeah, mm. Mm. nice. Mm. Yeah, I know because um, I've introduced you. I think I think I worked it out at at least the last four fights, yep. which has been your big fights. Mm. Um, I think you fought a, a Thai guy, um, a Spanish guy, a Mexican guy, Filipino. and a Filipino guy. Yep. They're all pretty tough fights. All tough fights.
1: Yeah, all world-class opponents, all yeah, flying them over. Cause it's hard to get off good fights here in Oz now. So, um, yeah, having to fly with an opponents always tough quality.
0: You've only had, what well, you have had, 13 fights? 13, 13 fights. fights. 13 wins?
1: Yep, 10 knockouts. 10 knockouts?
0: that's for for a a guy that only started his pro career three years ago and in that time you've got the queensland title the australian title a youth international title the ibf international International lightweight title and the wbo oriental Oriental title yeah dude
1: yeah good team um yeah super fortunate to have such a good team my dad uh being a boxer himself owning a gym he's yeah worked around it um he knows the ropes, knows what it's about. Um, he hooked all us boys up with Angelo DiCarlo yeah. from Ace Boxing Group as well. So Angelo's a legend. Angelo's a legend. He brings his boys up. He's had, I'm pretty sure now, three world title shots under his name with yeah. um, Mark Flanagan fighting twice for two world titles and now April fighting for a world title pretty recently as well. Yeah. Um, so that's three boys. Paro's on the cusp right now to be fighting for a world title next I fight. Like, I like watching Paro fight too. Yeah, he's um a technician. He's yeah. unreal. He's a technician in there. So um, He's
0: only had... What, eleven, 17, or, no, is I, it think, yeah, I, I think, think so it's seventeen or eighteen
1: fights now. Seventeen
0: fights, seventeen wins. Yep. I think thirteen or fourteen by knock something like that as well. Something like that, yeah. I'm not sure the knocker age, but I'm pretty sure it's seventeen or eighteen fights. Do you get to yeah. spar with him much?
1: Oh we've only sparred twice. I would have thought prep. you guys
0: would have been good sparring together.
1: Yeah, he never no one fights anyone as tall as me in these oh, ways. Okay. Yeah. yeah, like my height I'm usually sort of I'm taller than most guys at middleweight, mm. like junior middle, I'm sort of like around that height, a bit higher. So yep. um yeah, we haven't done, we've only, we've only sparred once, but it's good tough rounds.
0: I just thought you guys would have been good as far as <coughs> both of your styles together.
1: Yeah, he's a yeah, Southpaw, so I I've, I've fought one Southpaw, so I think I probably did sparring with him then when mm. I fought the Southpaw, but yeah, I don't think he's really fighting anyone as tall as I, so yeah. and I'm, I'm a bit of an awkward fighter. I don't bring what everyone else brings usually, so. No, you don't. Yeah, it's um, a bit different <laughs> for him <despite laughs> me, to spar me to who he's gonna
0: be fighting. I noticed though on some of your posts on Insta and Facebook that, you've actually been sparring with Dempsey? No. Didn't you? No. I swear I saw something. Maybe I just saw photos of you and Dempsey and I thought, Yeah, training together. Maybe they're trying. What? They're sparring together? Yeah, nah, no but way. He's oh, too okay. big.
1: He's a monster room man.
0: Yeah, um, Dempsey McKean being the uh, Australian heavyweight champion. What title's he got now? He's
1: um, He's got he, some... Yeah, he has. He just won the, w- the WBO and IBF. The Africa title? He was had it? that first, but I think he's got like the... Asia-Pacific WBO, maybe. Yeah. And Intercontinental, maybe, for the IBF. He's I'm a 900%. legend, too. Yeah, he's a good guy.
0: And he's fighting out of the Matrix gym now, too.
1: Matrix, too, yeah. We've got a good stable of pro fighters now with him. Um, Casey Caswell just made the move um, down from Sunny Coast. Yeah. So he's down here training now. Um, we had Cyrus. I think he's just retired, though. He, he has retired. Cyrus, yeah. Leo Grant, an old slugger. but Oh, Leo, the in Terminator.
0: Now. How old's Leo?
1: 43. 40 something I'm pretty sure well, yeah, early 40 I 40, know like, he's 40 something yeah yeah th- 41 maybe yeah yeah he's a machine he's he, a machine and we see him like he and no one expects it because he's like an older he looks older but then he, the guys fighting <laughs> sure jacked as guys <laughs> and he just takes him to deep water they can't keep up his pace or his punches at he, all
0: yeah he does look older than what he is but um his, his fight name the Terminator definitely serves him well
1: yeah no it does he's um He's a machine inside and out. Of the ring. He's a good guy.
0: And speaking of fight names, you got to tell me, how did the flamingo come about? Was it a passion for pink, or is it just... Yeah, no. So um,
1: I, I lived in Thailand for a year. Yeah. I was sort of, I was getting in a bit of trouble here, actually, on the coast. Um. Okay. Sort of okay, okay.
0: Hold on. Hold back. What do you mean? Talk to me about that one. Oh, I sort of stopped fighting.
1: I sort of hang around with the wrong crowd. Yeah. They say our uh, Gold Coast is a sunny place filled with shady people. Yeah. I sort of got caught up in that crowd. What so. are you doing? Uh, just partying too much, yep. like partying, doing the wrong things, um, getting in trouble with the law. No, not so much breaking the <laughs> news, no. but um, yeah, I was getting in trouble with the law. I've been according that a couple of times for a couple of reasons. So I was just going down the wrong track and I started training Muay Thai. Mm. Um, me and my dad had a bit of a falling out back in the day. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so I was in boxing, so I started training Muay Thai, but I was still keeping contact with my dad. He's always been a big part of my life and he's seen I was trying to do good. And um, he talked to my Thai coach and they made a decision to try and send me over to Thailand and help me like, get out of the place I was in here. Ah. So they sent me over and I uh, changed my life, made me the fighter I am today. But when I was over there, I met a boy called Jordan Coe. I'm a Scottish boy and he uh, he uh, tragically passed away, cutting away for a fight. But uh, when I first met him, he goes, how are you gonna fight? muay thai man you got legs like a flamingo (laughs) and then he started photoshop on my face on the pictures of flamingos nice and the name sucks so now i am the
0: flamingo the flamingo yeah and just to go back to your mate that passed away cutting weight that is a pretty massive thing with young young guys
1: yeah it is it um he he always struggled making weight for fights he had to he had to diet hard, and my friend Curtis, Curtis our and I, we fought over there together. Both yeah, the Kurt Stady, I've,
0: I've MC'd Kurt quite a few times. Yeah, good Muay Thai fighter. So we
1: always make weight pretty easy. As long as we're training hard, we can sort of eat whatever we want, the weight would drop. We'll just not eat for like that last day, do a bit of a water load and it'll come off. But Jordan had to diet for weeks on end, but yeah. he's seen us doing it so easy. He'd try and do it like us yeah so I think he probably just didn't eat for a couple of days, went out for a run, got heat stroke, passed out and like oh, yeah passed out and passed away unfortunately it's it's tragic. he was living it he um he was living in Thailand for two, three years before I got there by himself, paying his own way, fighting full time, getting flown around the world. The year I lived with him, he went to Hong Kong, Japan, all through Thailand, went to Lao, Cambodia to fight. He was living his dream fought, yeah, traveling wow. the world and then taken too soon
0: it's a um it's a shitty part of the fight game yep the 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 weight cutting how much weight are you losing for a for for a fight
1: um i water load four to five kilos yeah every time so i try to sit around 65 66 a couple weeks out three to four weeks out and that's pretty easy if i'm eating good and training hard yeah i'll sit around that 60 yeah 65 66 and then a week out i'll be sitting at 65 and Water load four kilos to hit the 61.23. Yeah, that's cool. The lightweight That's
0: division. not bad, that's not
1: bad. Yeah, no, it's easy and it, there's a good science there. I have a program I follow yeah. and it, it works.
0: So so what are you walking around normal? At the moment, I'm
1: about 69. Okay. I'm about 69 kilos and
0: actually- But you're not training that much at the moment.
1: I know, I'm still training a lot. I'm just eating whatever I want, drinking yeah. on the weekends every now and then. Yeah. Um, so just enjoying life.
0: I, I know guys that are dropping 15, 20 kilos for a fight. More, 30 yeah, kilos for a
1: fight. more time we made they do that, but- it's, it's just good. it's, it's yeah, unhealthy it's, it's unhealthy it's not good that's why there's there's deaths in the fight game yeah because of the weight cuts
0: i personally i look at, and i know it's, it's a bit controversial but i'd like to see something where similar to jiu-jitsu competitions mm. where you've got to weigh in on the day at your weight yeah um i think that could still probably potentially cause problems where people uh, starving themselves right up until going into the ring.
1: Yeah, that's yeah because the amateurs do that. You weigh in on the same day, but I was starving myself as an amateur. Yeah, so I fought the Commonwealth game was at fifty six kilos. I was eighteen or nineteen at the time, over six foot, running yeah. fifty six kilos. I was I didn't eat for a whole day, but and then weighed in the morning, fight in the afternoon at like one o'clock in the Arvo.
0: Yeah, I, see, I think there's been talk of if they are going to do something along that lines where make people weigh in just before they fight. Yeah. They, they're also on some sort of program where they test them every week. Mm. So they, they check your weight and you can't be- So much over. You can't be so much over or, or however it's gonna work.
1: Yeah, I've heard the, I think they're doing that in the MMA at the moment with the hydration, they test your hydration levels mm. but um, as you weigh in and if you're like over or under 10% or something in hydration levels, you're not allowed to fight. Yeah. So yeah, but then there's ways around that. You just cut all the weight and you drink a glass of water. Yeah. So you get to a certain weight, and, yeah.
0: When you're in um, Thailand, what, a year over there?
1: Yeah, I lived a year over so there. So training Muay Thai? Training and fighting Did, Muay Thai. So had, you fought Muay Thai, how many yeah, fights had, you had? I had nine professional Muay Thai fights while yeah. I was living there, had eight wins, all by knockout, and I had one draw.
0: Okay. Yeah. So why, when you come back, why didn't you continue down the path of Muay Thai?
1: Oh, it was um, a change of reality. So I was training and fighting twice full-time in Thailand, training twice a day, six days a week. The training was ridiculous, so I was, um, yeah, I was just living and breathing, fighting. Yeah. I come back here to living with my mom, no money, no way to get around, no car, no nothing. Yeah, yeah. I went over there with nothing, come back with nothing, um, and it was just like so. I was working a full time job. I didn't have a car, so I was biking to and from training. Muay Thai was an extra fifteen kilometers away to the boxing gym, which was here. So, yeah. I, would, um, I just started boxing again and fell back in love with it. So um, you
0: obviously in that time coming back, you must have reestablished the connection with your dad.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because right. dad sent me over there. He, um, if it wasn't for my dad, I'd, I don't know what I'd be. I'd be dead. Could be jail who knows but um yeah he got he got me back on the right track and i come back and our relationship was stronger than ever and i just started training at the gym he's like just come train here and the rest is history so I'm what's it full time. what's it
0: like having your dad as your coach
1: it's awesome back in the day when i was younger wasn't I it? yeah <laughs> because uh yeah you just clash it's like yeah, yeah. Like, i can't tell me what to do yeah. he's my coach he has to tell me what to do yeah. um but over the years we've yeah we've I trust him more than anyone i don't want anyone else in the corner with me when i fight yeah. um and we have a very good bond uh, very good bond in there so
0: it's so funny because in the in the ring you guys are so different as far as your personality goes you're very flamboyant and and outrageous and your dad is just really stoic and doesn't give away much emotion yeah even even when you win it's so funny You. I've seen you win, or every time I see you win, you haven't lost yet, but I see you win and you're like, yeah, and your dad's just in the corner just going,
1: yep. yeah, getting the job and then, done. And
0: then, and then your sister's down out the front of the ring crying and screaming. <laughs> I've never seen someone like your sister yeah. just get so emotional and so, so vocal and so into the fight, like she's just, she's in tears and then she's happy and then she's up and down and I'm like, Whoa! Yeah, it's it's
1: crazy. It's a family affair. Every time I fight, um, my mum's always there. She's a nervous one, like sitting there shaking as I'm fighting. My sister usually has a couple of drinks to make the nerves go away and get through and then it and loud. the loud. Ti- yeah, it brings the, the tears t- and the loud loudness out. And dad's yeah. always just getting the job done. He's yeah. on the corner making sure I'm doing everything right, being able to tell me what I need to do to win the fight. Yeah, it's funny. Um, we used to talk about a lot like what it means to be a fighter, and after a fight, it's like. There's no need to celebrate. You've gone. It's a job. Mm. Like we're doing a job. But for me, there's no better feeling in the world. I dance usually after all. Yeah, after I like stop someone, I like do a bit of a boogie, and dad always comes in sort of like smacks you me. Dance, like don't like, do that. Like yeah, just yeah. drop your opponent. Make sure I go down. Always bow. a sign yeah. of respect. They do that more yeah. tighter. Check on their opponent. But
0: there's a lot of emotion, isn't there? I mean, it's like it is. for for the six, seven, eight weeks, whatever your training camp might be, it's just been business, 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 business you've got to get into that ring with a certain frame of mind mm. and you stick to that frame of mind and once it's all over and you've actually got the win as well it's mm. like man
1: it is it's euphoric it's, it's euphoric a, yeah, yeah that yeah, end yeah. feeling yeah. is euphoric yeah there's no other feeling in the world that's why i i believe i am a fighter because i love that feeling more than anything you go in there there's nothing else there apart from you and you're, you're the big dude you're fighting like yeah. everything else just disappears you don't hear anyone in the crowd all your other thoughts and emotions just leave. It's just you and him and trying to prove that you're the better, harder man on the night. But you haven't lost yet? Yeah, I haven't lost yet. As a pro. As, as a pro. You
0: pro haven't yeah. lost. What about amateurs?
1: I was about a 50 50 record. So out of okay. 28 bouts, so I was on about a half record. Yeah. I had a couple of like exhibitions as well. But yeah, yeah I was about a 50 okay, 50 record.
0: Okay, so let's just hypothesise for a second. Mm. If that day comes when you lose, which obviously we're all keeping fingers crossed that we don't. Yep. Um, have you thought about it? Does it ever cross your mind? How do you think you react?
1: Nah, yeah. never. Never going into the fight, thing, I'm going to lose. Oh, of course, never, not. No, yeah. of so, course not. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd, I'd be devastated. I'd be. I'd be broken. I think I'd probably take it better than when I was a kid, though. When I was an amateur, when I used to train. I tra- train Brazilian Jiu Jitsu to start off with as well, and then. Um, went into boxing after that, but every time I lost in Jiu Jitsu, I used to cry. Yeah. i would cry, I was oh, you, couldn't stop myself.
0: You, you were one of those guys. Yeah, I was one of those guys. I was,
1: te- I was also 10, 10 to about 14 at the time. Um, so, but I'd cry every time, even as an amateur boxer of 15 to 16, I'd get teary after I yeah, lost. Yeah. So just my competitive nature at the time.
0: I think your sister's gonna be the most upset if you ever lose. Yeah, definitely. She will yeah. be devo. She's
1: crying when I'm with oh, her. I know. <laughs> yeah. she's gonna be if she's
0: catovifilo. Yeah. Actually, you got pretty emotional. The last fight that we did at the Gold Coast Casino, who was? I think it was Dempsey.
1: Was it? Oh the yeah, the last fight of March seven. Um, heavy hitters. Because you had
0: the night off because your what happened there? Your fighter? Um,
1: oh, I him. broke my rib That's two weeks yeah. out before the fight, so I had to pull out from my fight. I was devastated. Probably the only chance I get to fight this year so is allowed to pull out. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I was ringside for Dempsey's fight, and it was a tough fight. With your sister? With my sister, we both were on the drink, so we both got pretty emotional. Um, you I did. was I think I was throwing more punches, than he was. I was standing on the side of the ring. You just, were
0: throwing punches. I should yeah. have videoed that. I was just watching you, just having a little chuckle to myself. Yeah. But that was a, that was a tough fight for Dempsey. Very tough. Dempsey was at one stage looking like this could have been a serious problem for him.
1: Yeah, it could. Yeah, he was looking like it could have could have gone to the other decision. Yeah, um, but. Dempsey and I, our whole team, Tyson, Dempsey, I, Casey Caswell, we always push each other super hard. Like, we're in here, we have dad pushes us really well. He has an amazing strength conditioning program, amazing boxing program for us that we follow. So we're always super fit getting into the ring. And Dempsey does extra work on the side with his strength coach yeah. um, to make him strong. So he oh, showed he, that last he's, round. He's he, a beast. He, yeah, he's a beast, six yeah. foot six and not an ounce of fat on him. Yeah. So that last round he showed, he had that little bit extra that Jonathan didn't have to take the win. Yeah. Oh, the 10th round I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Dempsey McKean, I, um, I really enjoy watching him fight. I enjoy watching Liam fight and I enjoy you watching you come out for your fight. Yeah. You yeah. Like, who choreographed your dance routine?
1: <laughs> <laughs> my dad's routine, uh, not the guy that choreographed mine. Uh, <laughs> uh, my boy Jordan, so who passed away, he used to dance out to the ring. Oh, yeah. He did a thing called Isan Dancer, so he sort of like heaps of hip thrusts, heaps of girly, oh, yeah, yeah. like twirls of the hands. Just a national, um national dance of where we sort of come from, Isan, like north Thailand. Yeah. So he always danced out the ring crowd, loved it. And I loved like watching it, I thought it was a good thing. So I started coming shuffling out to all my fights in Thailand. Yeah and then I came back to Australia started boxing and I was like I'm gonna keep dancing out to the ring every time. That's great. So I think it brings something different everyone's like real staunch usually when they come out to the ring. Coming so
0: out to hard music. Hard like, music. Like, yeah so I come I to get
1: down to night case in the sunshine band and I'm just having a good time which is what I do in there. Enjoy Actually and, that, and the
0: funny thing is that last fight show at the casino on the gold coast where mm-hmm. you couldn't fight the American that Dempsey fought. Yeah. Came out to the same song that you used. Yeah. And I could see you. You were like, "No, this is my song."
1: Yeah, I was. I was not happy because um, I didn't know he was doing it. Um, it was a surprise of all well, Angelo showed him my thing, and he goes, "I want to do that. I want to come out to the fight like that." Get out. So he ended up doing it, but it was a good thing. Everyone knew straight away it's my song because I've yeah. come out to it for pretty much most of my pro f- most of my pro fights now. So everyone looked at me straight away, and I yeah. was raging, but. It's good, if you are come out to my song, you're probably gonna get knocked out like Jonathan Ryze.
0: <laughs>
1: People know not to come out to my song now.
0: <laughs> now, you mentioned before, obviously your dad's your coach, um, but you come from a bit of a, a fighting family. You, you, I've emceed your sister in a fight. Yes. So I've emceed yep. your sister, I've emceed you. Um, I, never, I never got a chance to emcee your dad although it seems like i've been calling out his name for a decade because i've done so many fight shows with either you in it or or one One of his his fighters fighters, yeah um and i've done shows for your dad when he's promoted um and your mum is a brown bird and resilient jiu-jitsu yeah get out
1: yeah fighting family uh my sister's probably the least fighting but she wanted she goes we're all fighters she wanted to have a fight so she did the fight camp trained up i got to corner actually and um I've never been nervous watching anyone fight, really. But when my sister got in there and I was in the corner, my heart started racing. It was, of course, it was a crazy moment. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, "I'm actually nervous." And she won the fight, and she yeah. retired on top. She That's said, it. She's she fighting. said she'll never fight again. She just wanted to get, ha- uh, have one. So, does yes. she do
0: Brazilian Jiu Jitsu as well?
1: She did. She started when I started back when I was ten years old. She would have been like nine or eight at the time, yeah. and she was a gun. She, um, she was better than I at the time. She had yeah. more skills, just a natural talent, but. This wasn't for her. She didn't really like
0: it too yeah. much. And how about your mum?
1: Yeah, mum's a beast. She's uh, she's brown belt. She hasn't trained now for a couple of years. she um, yeah. she's sort of doing a bit. Took just a bit like, of time off. Yeah, took a bit of time off. But yeah. yeah, mum's a gun. It's funny watching our white belts come into the gym, and they wrestle. with it like, ah, oh, it's a girl. They're trying to take it easy, and she just chokes them out, or arm bars them, or kimuras them, or gets them in a leg lock. Like, like it's nothing. It's easy as. Did your dad do juts? Dad did a little bit. I yeah. think he's um, he but- got his um, attendance our uh, tip. He got a tip on his wife uh, so. but it's for being there. But it's showing up all the time, so I got a tennis tip. But
0: um, because he's yeah. actually had a um, and I never realised this um until the other day, he's actually had an MMA fight.
1: Yeah, he's had an MMA fight and a kick fight as well. He had kick a boxing kick, fight, yeah, yeah. kickboxing fight, fight over in New Mia. But yeah, he had an MMA fight, so he had to do a bit of training. He hadn't done much at the time, so he did a bit of training with um one of our old men, Jason Wildchild, who was a good MMA fighter back in the day. Yeah. So yeah, he's done a bit of groundwork. And is he years.
0: still, is he still training now, your dad? Does he sort of get out there and get the gloves on? He, ah uh, not so much the gloves anymore. He's,
1: uh, after a big year of holding pads for everyone and fighting, his uh, body's a little bit up. Uh, yeah, he's hurting, but he does still train. He does a lot of like exercise, fitness exercise, strength training, and he does a bit of jiu-jitsu, a bit of grappling every now and then. Yeah. We're having a chat before actually, saying he was doing jiu-jitsu the other day. I'm um, at a friend's house, so, he does do bits and pieces. Yeah, good still. on him,
0: that's great. Yeah. Because um, obviously the gym being closed at the moment due to what's going on. How's your training going?
1: Real good. Um, we haven't been as much in the gym with the coaches, uh, which is okay, Everyone, everyone's having a bit of time off, enjoying life, I'm getting back to what they love in life. But um, I've just been trying to push myself, challenge myself in a lot of different ways. Um, I just did uh, 100 kilometres in 10 days. So I ran 10 kilometers every day for 10 days straight.
0: Was that some, just something you imposed on yourself? Or was it?
1: Uh, one of my friends challenged me to it. Oh, okay. I, so I was like, yeah, I'm, all right. I'm always keen for a challenge. Yeah, so cool. I've been trying to push myself. I'm running my first 30 kilometers. How um, are those
0: flamingo legs holding up with the running? Real good though. I'm a, I've got the body of a long distance runner. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tall and skinny. So um, yeah, i go good at running. So I'm going to do my first 30K tomorrow. Um, that should be good. I wanted One of my uh, new year's resolutions this year is to run a full marathon. So okay. I run 30k tomorrow, two What's week- a full
0: marathon, that's 46? 42. 42k, okay. 42,
1: so yeah, so just be a good prep, do it again in another two weeks, I think, and then after that, hit the marathon.
0: Are you doing much running? So when, when, you're, when you're coming up for a fight, I mean, I know running used to be the staple of every boxer's you know, training regime. Mm. It was always running, 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 pounding the pavement. Is that something that's part of yours? It is. Yeah,
1: yeah it's one of the biggest, so. Yeah, when I lived in Thailand, we'd run 10 kilometers in the morning and then train three hours after it. And run six kilometers in the afternoon, train three hours after it, six days a week. Wow. So I was running 16Ks a day for six days a week over in Thailand. So then when I come back, I've always been running. So I usually run three long runs a week and two sets of sprints a week as well. So I do two sets of sprints, three long runs and conditions my leg.
0: Are you also doing strength and conditioning stuff? Um,
1: not so much for me personally, um, I do a little bit, I do one, one, one or two sessions a week, yeah. Um, that's max though and then I box every day on top of that yeah. as well.
0: And what about recovery style stuff like uh, massage, all that sort of thing, especially if you're running so much.
1: Yeah, my mum's um. My mum was a massage, ther- massage therapist through my dad's whole career, she just had a change in jobs but I'm lucky because she's my mum, I get massages still, so she gives me massage and acupuncture. Um, wow, so, so my- your, dad,
0: your dad's your coach, your mum's your massage therapist. Yeah yeah your sister's your biggest fan yeah you got it all happening in the family i know
1: yeah we got i've got a good tiny group i've got a good promoter and angelo to carlo too yeah. yeah we got um yeah my family kills it for um helps me out living my dream
0: so when obviously COVID's put a stop to everything mm. um especially the fights we don't even know when that's going to pick up again um as we said you've got the queensland title you, you went straight to the australian i think it was the next fight you went yep. from the queensland to the australian Um, And then you've got those various international titles. You you must be due for a world. That's, I mean, where is there to go? Yeah, be working
1: up now. So I'm rated top 10 for the WBO, Um, number 11 in the IBF. So um, I'm just going to start working my way up there. The only, so it's going to be hard. There's going to be no international fights for a long time. I don't think, um, because you're not going to be able to fly anyone in from any other countries. Mm. They're just, Board is going to be shoved for everyone, so it'll be
0: interesting to see if they decide because technically they can make all those any world title they can make them vacant.
1: Yeah, if no one can fight for them, if no one can fight for them, they can
0: just go okay. Well, titles are vacant. We'll have two Aussies fighting for the world title.
1: Yeah, that's it. So. um Probably Aussie fights are gonna be the next big one. Even if, I don't think there'll be any fights this year because how can you have a fight no. show on if you can have no one in the crowd? No. So that's how we make most yeah, of our well, money. Yeah,
0: we can't, it's not the same as UFC where they're selling the pay-per-view and you've yep. got millions and millions and millions of people watching. It just doesn't work that way here in yeah. Australia.
1: So it's, um yeah, I'll, I'll be surprised if I get a fight again this year, um, fingers crossed. But you know, if I do, it'll be an Aussie fighter. And there's one above me, George yep. Um He's the one I love to fight. He's ranked number four or five in the WBO and IBF, okay. so it's a little bit above me. I think he's had eighteen fights. Yep, the yeah, undefeated record. So yeah, that'd he's be at, a big scalp. Yeah, it'd be a big fight, big fight. So he's had a couple more fights. Um, ranked above me. Um, let's get it on. Good hunt. So, could fight. so that,
0: that could be for your one of your belts couldn't it
1: that's it i'm pretty sure he has a few as
0: well so um, would you be happy to defend your title against against him
1: 100 that's yeah. that's only aussie fight i really want um, yeah. to be honest he's above me i want to chase people in the top 15 now because I've, I've made my way into the top 15 and a couple of the organizations are uh, bring Cambosas at me
0: so if that's um okay so if he's number four and you're in the top 10 and you fight for whether it's his belt your belt a combined belt whatever the case may be under the wbo yeah would that automatically shoot you above him if you beat him
1: yeah, it should do. I, I should shoot above him, but I won't necessarily go straight to number four or five, Okay. depending so that, on what so everyone else is doing in the fights as well, or the other.
0: But if he's fighters. number four, with that in, in your number? What are you ten. Nine, ten? Would that shoot you to number three or not necessarily?
1: No, not necessarily. Okay. Yeah, not necessarily, because it's a, it's all the other fighters what they're doing as well. If they're fighting at the same time, yep. they'll push their them up. Like if someone's in number eight and he fights a number six, he'll probably get put up above me because he's ranked above me. Yep. So yeah, the rank that's. I just fight. That's why I, I leave my promotional team and my dad too. Uh, Angelo DiCarlo and dad, they got a good plan for me. I just fight who they put in front and try and beat them by knockout and so go up you, the rankings. So you're happy
0: staying where you are, being in the Matrix gym, training with your dad. You see that as... Where you're going to be staying? You see, that's the long term.
1: Yeah, this is yeah, this is um where I'm staying. I eventually want to go to MMA down the track. Cause oh, yeah. I ha- Yeah, I have that uh, that background in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for about eight ten years. Yeah, but you're only a blue belt, man. Come yeah, on. I know. I know. <laughs> Jay, uh, blue belt four tips, pretty much purple, pretty much purple. Um, but yeah. Um,
0: What's the fascination with the MMA?
1: I just, think To me, it's the ultimate of all the fight sports because they're yeah. all joined together. Yeah. Um, I've done boxing a lot. I haven't done enough in boxing yet. I have a big goals in boxing. I want to sort of get a world title onto my belt, hopefully get a few. Yeah. That'd be the, the biggest dream. Um, But yeah, combine them all together in the end. Yeah. Find yeah. the Muay Thai, find the boxing and Jiu Jitsu and try and take out the biggest dude. So hopefully I can get as big as I can in boxing and then just call out the top MMA guy at the time. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay. It's an interesting sort of, um, especially, I suppose, when boxing has the bigger money at the moment. Yep. Um, MMA, I mean, look, in the UFC, there's recently been a couple of guys that have left the UFC because it hasn't... Doesn't have the money. Doesn't have the money. Yeah, they go to other fighting championships. Well, let's let's make that... It does have the money. It doesn't pay the money Mm. that the guys are sort of expecting as as world champions. I think it was Henry... So, Sohudo so just just left. I think he was bantamweight or featherweight champion, something like that. He just yep. he just quit.
1: Yeah, and no, the, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard a lot of UFC fighters have been leaving to go to our different R fighting championships. Yeah, but yeah.
0: And look, I don't I don't know if you're allowed to have that many tattoos in MMA. <laughs>
1: No, you definitely are. You definitely are. I've seen a bunch
0: of tattoos. Tell me what's what's inspired the because your dad's got a few tattoos on the head too, doesn't he? He does. Does yeah. he have a full head? No, he doesn't have a head? full Just head. Just
1: a few little. He's got yeah. He's got a tiger on the side of his head, which is his Chinese zodiac. Yep. So I followed suit and got him, and I, I'm i year of the dog, so I got a wolf on the side of my head, tiger. Okay, I, I
0: always wondered what inspired that. Yeah. And then
1: I uh, yeah, my mum's year of the rabbit, which is on the top. My sister's year of the pig, so I got the boar on the back of the neck. So because, yeah, well, my family's Chinese zodiacs on my head. Because for
0: people that can't see you, there's mm. a like literally your whole head is covered, cub- except for your face. Yeah. But you've got that wonderful moustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, thank <laughs> you. just
1: trimmed the other day actually. Oh, my barber gave it a good job the other day. <laughs>
0: but you've got I just I just remember when I first sort of saw you get t- I thought, because you're a good looking dude, you're a good looking young fella, and you've suddenly gone boom with all this tattoo. I'm like, what's going on in his life? <laughs> to, to make him get all those tattoos over mm-hmm. his head.
1: Yeah, no, i just seen, yeah, seen my dad since I was young. He had the tattoo on my, I'm getting my head tattooed when
0: I was older. Was so it was all inspired that? from your dad?
1: Yeah, well, I've seen him have it and I was just, ever since I was young, I was like, I'm getting head tattoos. Um, I didn't expect to go like a full head sleeve, but. That's just,
0: is that what it's called, head sleeve? Well,
1: that's what I call it. It's <laughs> the whole done, like, yeah, it's, it's a head literally sleeve.
0: done from all your hairline all yep. the way down and it runs like down a Down to the back
1: of the neck, it's yeah. Like a,
0: it's like a mullet tattoo. Yeah to match the mullet hair that you've the mulled got. The mullet hair I've got, yeah, and now, that's it. Now you've got all the tattoos down the front, I can see some more stuff happening yeah, on the side
1: Yeah, the there, i got my front done, i got my arm and back done in Thailand, actually the traditional um Sakyent, so bamboo and needle. Yep. So I've got those done over there by a monk.
0: Do you reckon you'll um, end up being just covered from Arsehole to breakfast?
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I actually, um, so I've got a new sponsor now. I'm a Loco tattoo, Sean. Um, oh, yeah. I just had a PTM, he did a fight camp under me. Um, he sponsors me my tattoos now, but we come up pretty, I've got a flamingo tat on my leg. Nice. Which is pretty cool, but- um, But you
0: wouldn't even see that in your fights because you wear long- I wear the high pink long socks. Pink socks. Yeah, yeah. so
1: you wouldn't see it, but I'll get another flamingo up here eventually. Yeah. Um, we'll start once the tattoo shops open back up and I can get tattooed. Yeah. But um, I've got uh, 13 skulls underneath the flamingo, which are the skulls of the opponents I've beaten. So nice. 13 skulls okay. 13 wins, and yes.
0: hopefully I just keep and, beating them and, and I'll add to it. What's the big skull tattoo above your, above your flamingo? It's supposed to be a moon. Oh is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a moon skull? Yeah, a moon skull. So you'll end up, you reckon, getting all the legs done just everywhere? Yeah. Would you get your butt done? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. it will be a bit know. weird just having like all these tats and suddenly yeah, no just. back, no like, butt done.
1: Like bare butt. Yeah. I have to get some in there. I don't know what I'm going to get though.
0: I um, I knew a guy a few years ago. I went to, um, or he, he married a really good friend of mine, mm. probably about a decade ago. And he was, he didn't have the head tattoos like he was up to the neck. Yeah, But literally from neck to ankle, butt. Balls, penis, the whole lot. Even the balls and penis he had balls done. Balls and penis done. Everything was All done. Right. Now, that is some commitment. That is commitment. Would you ever go that far?
1: I don't think so. No, me personally... But yeah, you've done I, the
0: inside of the lip. I did do the inside, but it's
1: faded. It's not there anymore. It dropped out straight away. My new tattoo artist reckons he can make it stick in. So
0: I would you get think. them done on your um, on your on your palms? You I hand. did get my palms done. Oh yeah, you have got
1: yeah, I have already got my palms, but they they fade real quick. From I heard the yeah, in.
0: the I heard that palms fade, feet fade, yep. and lips fade.
1: Yeah, so yeah, my my hand faded real quick. I oh, like my fingers, my palm, the side. Um, yeah, that all faded real quick. I you was labouring at the time. You might have to
0: hook me up with you, man. I think I'm... Because I've got a few, but it's been about... Man, it's been about a decade since I've had a tattoo. Yeah,
1: Maybe we'll a bit longer. Yeah, i definitely hook you up. Loco Tattoo, if anyone's
0: looking for a tattoo. <laughs> uh, a shout out to my boys over at Loco.
1: Oh, Where bad. are they? On the Gold Coast. Yeah, on the Gold Coast. Um, down at Q Supercenter. Yep. Yep, just in there.
0: Now, I've noticed the last few shows, you've turned up with a lovely young lady. Mm. Girlfriend. Yeah, got a good girl now so um it's a good change from that young guy you've dated for a while
1: <laughs> yeah
0: that's it <laughs> so <laughs> i'm supposed to know my backstory What are we
1: doing? Uh, yeah no nah, i got a good girl now um does she train she does oh wow she did so she did one of our fire camps actually you would have emceed her oh, okay yeah so i've she...
0: everyone in your family i know it's crazy right
1: yeah. um yeah so she she is um she's training she's let iso get to her a little bit though she's been a bit lazy with the training yep. so we're getting her back into it now um, she's actually got sprints on this afternoon down at um, the Good girl. Bicentennial Grandstand, um, the amateurs. So yeah, we're getting back into
0: it. I'd say it must be pretty hard for a, for a fighter mm. to have someone that wasn't committed and as enthusiastic about... I mean, because training takes up some hours, takes mm. up some time. I'm sure when you diet, you're, you know, your, your mood fluctuates and things yep. change. So it must take a very special sort of person but it must be really gratifying to have someone who is also training, is also part of that sort of environment.
1: Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it is definitely hard because I'm in the gym full time, like I PT on the side to make extra cash, so I have anywhere from five to seven PTs a day. I train two to three times on top of that a day as well. So that's your
0: gig now for money, PTing?
1: Yeah, PTing, yeah, PTing and fight. I make money from my fights too, but PTing on the side as well because I can't fight all the time. What were you doing before that? Um, I've done a variety of different things. Um, before I moved to Thailand, <laughs> I was an apprentice painter. I was two yeah. years into a painting apprenticeship. Um, worked in metal factories, made garage roller doors. Yeah. Worked at Quicksilver once. Um, worked at the movies. Wow. Yeah, a bunch. I was, I've always been working since I was 13 years old. I've always been working and yeah. now I'm lucky enough that I'm in a position where I can train and fight full time and yeah. train people. Uh,
0: and, and, and training the PTs, does that give you satisfaction or is it sort of just a means to an end?
1: No, it does. I love, yeah, I love it. Um, yeah. I train people to fight. No, I don't just do it for fitness and for fun for people. I, like, I train them like I train myself. I train yeah. them to be fighters. So I usually start with just getting them fit, getting their technique good. And yeah. then from there, I work our way up to partner work. If they want to spar, I work their way up to free sparring. And most people that spar are trained with me, work their way up to sparring, and I spar with all my clients.
0: And, and obviously all your, all your thoughts and ideas about being a trainer, mm I'm assuming they've come from your dad. Like you, have you followed in your dad's footsteps or have you, like do you like the way he tra- he, he sort of trains you and therefore you've adopted some of that? Is yeah, that no,
1: how? definitely, yeah. yeah. I have, I follow his pad style. We are very similar way we hold pads. Um, my training um, thoughts and processes are very similar as well, I believe. Yeah. Um, he's, he's probably a bit smarter because he knows, <laughs> yeah, I, I just try I just smash my clients into the ground, make them super fit and like yeah. train up to fight all the time. Um, yeah. Like how I like to train and fight. Um, So, I do that. So, he probably is a bit smarter and does like, works with his uh, clients a little bit more than I do. He tries um, tries
0: to keep his clients by uh, not smashing them too much and making sure they want to come back. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. um,
1: Yeah, but uh, all my clients love what I do. Um, I love training with my clients too. Um, Not everyone will be uh, perfect for me in uh, my clientele sense. uh, But I think most people I can work with.
0: I find it really um, fascinating, the whole father-son relationship with, with boxing and training. I mean, in the in the boxing game, I see that a lot. You mm. know, we see a lot of guys that are trained by their dad. Yeah, um, I've seen a lot of dads and sons fall out. Yeah, you know, they'll train they'll train really well together for a little bit, and then obviously it gets to that point where tensions happen and it gets a bit weird and mm. whatever happens. Um, You said you had that falling out yourself, because I train my boy, my boy's eight and a half now, I've been training him for five years. Yeah. And he trains in Jiu Jitsu, I train him in a bit of Muay Thai, a bit of boxing, and I know that naturally for me, because I train a lot of kids, Mm. um, I'm naturally a bit harder on him, you know, and I try not to be, but he just, You want them to be good yeah, and you know that they can be good yeah. and when they're not pulling their weight a little bit, you're like, dude, come Mm. on. Whereas other kids who are paying to be there, you're you're not as harsh on them. Yeah, because, yeah, you don't care as much. I don't know if that you don't care as much. You still care, but... You care more for your kid, though. Yeah, look, definitely you care more for your kid. Mm. I suppose it is part of it... What is it? Well, you know you can probably push your kid a little bit Mm. more. Um... But you're all, I'm also acutely aware that I've got to be careful. I don't want my kid to go, shit, I'm sick of training with my old man, you know. Yep. Um, how do you see that with your dad? You know, like, do you feel like he treats you differently and has treated you differently training to the way he's trained other people?
1: In this, yeah, yes, I do, which probably a lot of the boys won't want to hear, but yep. I do. Um, we have a good understanding of each other as him being my coach and me, because we've he's been training me for so long yep. and he's like... Brought me up my whole life. Um, yep. But also, my dad was probably one of my biggest inspiration when it comes to fighting because no one trained as hard or like he's strong. My dad's like one of the most straight edge people I know. He does everything the right way yep. when it comes to how he deals with life and relationships, people, friends, everything he just does the right way, in my opinion. Um, so, growing up, I seen that in his output when he was pre- prepping for a fight. Seeing he ate everything right, trained so right. So, Well, he
0: had a bit of a reputation as one of the fittest guys in the game. In right? the game yeah, yeah, that's
1: it. So, I just try and follow. I've, just, I've always tried to be the exact same. Leave, leave no excuses when I get into... Um, his fine name was like, no excuses. So, I leave no excuses when I get into the ring. I make sure I'm 100% fit and ready. So, I believe that doesn't really have to be like extra hard on me because I follow... Those sort of examples he set, but then
0: except uh, your dad never drank the way you drink.
1: Yeah, no, this is true. So, yeah, <laughs> but when it comes down to knuckling down for a fire camp, I stop. I Does go he, sober um, for eight to ten weeks before. Oh, right, yeah. yeah.
0: Does he ever bust your balls about drinking? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Tell me about that.
1: Um, I like partying, I like um, drinking, I was, I was real bad back in the day but I'm, I'm better now, I just do it after fights for a bit, I like going out and getting on yeah, it but You know
0: um, that's the worst time to be having drinks, don't you? Yeah, straight after a fight, straight after a fight. I know, yeah, I don't always, depend.
1: if it's been a real hard fight I won't do it because yeah. it's bad for the brain, your brain's probably already swelling and that a bit, drinking expl- makes that do it even yeah. more, so um. It
0: exacerbates injuries, it makes them worse, doesn't it? That's it, yeah,
1: yeah. it blows out of you, um, any swelling is gonna make it worse, yep. so um, I don't drink if I've had a real tough big fight but, like my last Fight, and I even till I stopped him in three rounds. So yeah. I had a big night after that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I do like drinking with my mates. I have a, have a great time drinking, um, playing games. I call myself the king of games. I love playing cards, any kind of competition game or sport. I love doing. So. And you get, you
0: get a lot. Of, speaking of your mates, you get a lot of your mates come to the fight shows too, don't
1: you? Oh yeah, I have a great. Um, just even from the gym, not even just friends. I'm um, just like people here that I train with. We have good relationships here. We have a good community built out gym, Matrix Boxing Gym. Um, yeah, it's just, we're all like family here. Everyone gets treated with the same respect from that my dad gives me, he gives to everyone else. All the fires, the respect I give to my dad, I give to every other member here, and um, that transfers through because they come and support us on Fire night, and it means the world to like to me.
0: It's, it's pretty inspiring to me as a dad who is training his own son mm. um, and I you know as I said I go through all these doubts and fears and, and wonderings all the time with how I train my boy and sometimes am I pushing him too hard, am I not pushing him hard, And he's only eight what am I doing? You know like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stop making him do a hundred push-ups and running you know 50 k's but um, it's really inspiring to see and hear you talk about your dad mm. um, in such, such a loving way, it's pretty amazing to feel that.
1: Yeah, no Um, I think- Especially
0: when he doesn't really like you.
1: Yeah, I I mean, he has to like me though. He doesn't like me, but he has to because I'm his dad, Dude, he doesn't have to like me. (laughs) He he
0: just loves you, man. Yeah, He he loves you. And you know, the whole reason I'm I'm sure, you know, and I can't speak on behalf of your dad, but I can speak on behalf of dads in general. Mm. Man, we love our boys, you know, and I'm sure he gets as much pleasure out of training you as you do from winning the fights, and I'm sure he's just as happy on the inside, and mm. probably wants to jump up and down like you are, you know. But yep. he is that uh, that stoic sort of figure.
1: Yeah, no, he is, and uh, we, yeah, I love my dad. He's um, he's yeah, he's one, he's my best mate, pretty much. Um, yeah, he's helped me through everything, and it's just um. We have such an amazing relationship. I train in the gym every day. I see my dad every day. We hang out every day at the gym. Yeah. We go. Yeah, we go. Went, went and got lunch today. I helped him move some stuff from the gym to the to his house. It's unreal, um, man. Yeah, we hang out all the time. So I'm very fortunate to have such a good relationship. But you're
0: with my not dad. living with your either of your folks, are you? I live with my mum at the
1: moment. Okay? Um. Yeah. So I was living out of home with one of my homies, but he just joined the navy. Yep. Um. I had a couple of other mates try and move in with me.
0: Yeah.
1: But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm up early every morning, so I'm at the gym from. I sort of get up around five most mornings, and I PTs are anywhere from 5.45 to 6.30, then I train after that. So I need my house to be quiet at night and my boys are pretty loud. Anyone that moved in with me, I'm a very neat person, so. Bit OCD, eh? No, not so much OCT, but I keep things clean, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, my house never mess. so I've had a couple of mates move in, and they're a bit messy, they're a bit noisy, and I just can't have that, so my mum's kind of like me, nice and quiet, keeps tidy. It probably so. keeps
0: you in check too, being with your mum, would you say? Yeah,
1: definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely don't party as much, kind of have people over all the time, like I did when I was living out of home, so. Yeah,
0: I've been really fortunate, I've, I've worked in this game for 20 years, MC, mm. and I've probably MC'd, I've probably introduced... 10, 11,000 fighters into mm. the ring, you know? And I think, A, it's fantastic that you're doing a flamboyant intro. Mm. I think it brings back the entertainment to what fighting has yep. you know that reminds me of back in the day of remember Rocky and um, Apollo Creed coming out you know yep. living in America that's like that's awesome I love it how you do that and then the way you fight the style that you th- personally I think you get a little bit cocky sometimes mm. and I think your dad will probably say the same yeah I see you sort of get and then you start sort of being a bit cheeky yeah um, and my personal belief is that's where you got to be careful because that's yep. when something can come back and bite you on the ass yeah definitely um, but man, you, you you do such a great job, and it's 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 really beautiful to see that. And um, I'd I'd like to see you go for a world title. Yeah. So. Okay, so we're coming, we're coming out of COVID, we're coming into training, train and uh, hopefully coming towards the end of the year, we might see, so I, I really doubt it's going to be happening in the year, it's going to be mm. 2000 and 2021, which is really going to be the year. What can we expect to see from you in 2021? What are you guys going for? Do you want to have a shot at a world title next year? You still think it's a bit too early?
1: Um, oh, I'm ready for a world title. Whenever if I get a, a granted opportunity to go fight for a world title, I'm going to take it. I'm yeah. um, straight away. I believe I have what it takes. So yeah, I'm number ten in WBO, number eleven IBF. So I'm just going to keep trying to push up those rankings. Um, I'll fight whoever my team puts in front of me. Yeah. So work my way up the rankings. When I get that shot, I get that shot. Um, if it comes, comes next fight, it comes next fight, and I'll be 100% ready and fight fit come that time. Um, but until then, I'll just keep plugging away and trying to carry whoever they put in front of me. I love it, man. Yeah. Good on you, man. Thank you so much for this.
0: Thanks for having a chat, bud. Thank you. And um, I'll hook you up for that tattoo soon.
1: Yeah, of course, (laughs) I'll hook you up.
0: (laughs) This has been another episode of the Bold and the Beautiful podcast. Now, Bella has left the building.